Now, here's an interesting piece written by Christopher Brownfield. He's a former nuclear submarine officer, an Iraq veteran, and a visiting scholar on nuclear policy at Columbia University. Here's what he writes. I served in the headquarters of the Iraq War, where my strategic-level energy team frequently dealt with exploded oil pipelines. Before all of this, I spent over 15,000 hours of my life working underwater on nuclear submarines. I understand oil. I understand what it takes to work underwater. I understand BP's modus operandi. So why am I having such a difficult time convincing my government that a conventional demolition of this oil well is a feasible and serious option? My previous mention of a nuclear demolition, which I immediately ruled out for political reasons, has turned into a straw man that has distracted our attention from the pragmatic solution I advocated publicly weeks ago. Uh, a, a recent New York Times article said that some have also suggested conventional explosives, claiming that oil prospectors on land have used such blasts to put out fires and seal boreholes. But oil engineers say that dynamite or other conventional explosives risk destroying the wellhead so that the flow could never be plugged from the top. Sadly, says Brownfield, this is a weak and error-ridden argument. It completely misses the point that subsurface demolition makes plugging the well from the top unnecessary. Anyone who has ever looked at the construction of an oil well and the geological layers of rock that an oil well penetrates would understand how an explosive below the surface could sever the long, thin well and bury it permanently under an impermeable rock formation. The United States Navy has deep submergence rescue vehicles and underwater explosive experts that can be brought to the scene. Congressmen around America have demolition companies in their districts who can contribute their expertise to this precision detonation under the Navy's command. Oil service companies can assist with drilling the shallow holes in which to place the conventional explosives. Geologists who are not on the payroll of the oil companies can suggest the optimal places to sever this straw with conventional explosives and quench the gusher. Why is this option not on the table at the White House or in the governing offices of BP? Why is this not being taken seriously? Or is this being held a secret? Perhaps this is what the Obama administration means to do. I don't know. This guy Brownfield is not a quack and he's not a nut and he's got the experience. I believe he should be taken seriously. He may not be right. I'm no oil engineer. Either is Tony Hayward. But we've got to give this serious attention. We pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now Could we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now It's 98, like I'm eating lunch off a styrofoam tray, yeah. trying to be the next rapper coming out the A, hoping for a record deal to ignore my pain, yeah, now let's pretend like I'm on the stage, and when my beat drops, everybody goes insane, okay, and everybody know my name, and everywhere I go, 
wanna hear me sing <laughs> Oh yeah, and I just dropped my new album On the first week I did 500,000 yes. Gold in the spring and diamond in the fall okay. And then the world tour just to top it all off uh, And let's uh, pretend like they call me the greatest yeah. Selling out arenas with big ass stages And everybody loved me and no one ever hated <laughs> Just try to use imagination Can you pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? This never happened Like I never had dreams of being a rapper Like I didn't write raps up in all of my classes Like I never used to run away into the blackness now Let's pretend like it was all good Like I didn't live staring in the notebook Like I did the things that I probably knew I should But I ain't have neighbors, that's why they call it hood Yeah, now let's pretend like I ain't got a name Before they ever call me B.O.B. or A.K.A. Bobby Ray I'm talking back before the mixtapes Before the videos and the deals and the fame Before they ever once compared me to Andre Before I ever got on my space Before they ever noticed my face So let's just pretend and make wishes out of airplanes Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky Like shooting stars I can really use a wish right now Wish right now Wish right now So you're never gonna make it Makes no sense to play the game There ain't no way that you'll win Pretend he just stayed outside all day And played with his friends Pretend he even had a friend To say was his friend And it wasn't time to move And schools weren't changing again He wasn't socially awkward And just strange as a kid He had a father And his mother wasn't crazy as shit And he never dreamed He could rip stadiums And just lazy as shit Fuck a talent show in the gymnasium, bitch You want him out the shit Quit daydreaming, kid You need to get your cranium checked You're thinking like an alien It just ain't realistic Now pretend they ain't just Make him angry with this shit And there was no one he could even name When he's pissed it And his alarm went off to wake him But he didn't make it to the rap Olympics Slept through his plane and he missed it He's gonna have a hard time Explaining to Haley and Laney These food stamps and this wick shit Cause he never risked shit He hoped and he wished it But it didn't fall in his lap So he ain't even here He pretends that
Well, Peter, I'm speaking to you from underneath the underwater plume right now, just hoping there's some good news out there on the horizon. Well, Can't there, see any from here. But. There is. Remember yep. the Reverend Ted Haggard, the one who had the huge church and big homophobe and all that, and they discovered that he was homosexual and was having and methamphetamine-based relationships with a gay masseuse or something like that. Something and, like that. And then they excommunicated him from his mega church, and it was just awful. Well, Reverend Ted Haggard gave a press conference recently to make a big announcement about his career path. He's back? And what an announcement it was. Outside of his home in Colorado Springs, which is where all the Christians are, with his family by his side, they stuck with him, Mm -hmm. Haggard revealed that he's starting a new church. Okay, now if he's still got his family by his side, he's either by or or his wife is getting... Uh, something else happening somewhere else. I don't know. I don't want to pretend. It was a big church. Big church, there's right? A, it's a big it's, church. It's, there's room for everyone. Yeah. Haggard said that many may believe he's not qualified to be a pastor again, but he thinks that because of what we've been through, he's qualified to help other people in need. This is the Charles Colson defense. Yeah, but he ain't no Colson. <laughs> okay. Haggard, of course, is referring to 2006 when he admitted to a homosexual affair amid allegations of drug use. He was the founder and leader of the evangelical New Life Church at the time, but was excommunicated following the revel- revelations. All right. He said that his new church, St. James Church in Colorado Springs, will welcome everyone, including those who are gay, straight, bi, tall, short, whether you're an addict, a recovering addict, or you have an addict in your family. Democrats are welcome. Republicans are welcome. Independents are welcome, Haggard added. Referring to the scandal as the crash, Haggard noted that since it happened, I don't judge people anymore. However, he did emphasize that there will be no gay marriages performed in the church because God's ideal plan for a marriage is the union of a man and a woman. Haggard added that it's also God's ideal that we all have our weight under control, but that doesn't always happen. I don't want to be a political activist, Haggard said. I want to help people.